Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Cafe, where master business coach Erica Ross Krieger and her special guests teach you how to create true entrepreneurial wealth from the inside out. Grab your favorite podcast beverage and get ready for the Entrepreneur's Cafe. Now here's your host, Erica Ross Krieger. Welcome to the cafe, wealthies. Well, sit back and prepare to be inspired. I'm really excited to share this episode with you. I've wanted to share it ever since last August when I first started this podcast. And if you're listening to this recording in the year 2021, that was about six and a half months ago. In any case, I really do want to share this episode and To let you know a little history about it, I wrote a book way back in 2015 called Seven Sacred Attitudes, How to Live in the Richness of the Moment. And the book itself is right on point with what we're here about in the cafe, which is creating true wealth from the inside out. There's one essay within the book, however, that really speaks loudly to me, and I hope it has some important messages for you too. And this essay is called Recovery from Unusual Attitudes. And today I'm going to read it to you. And then at the end, I'm going to invite you to join me in a little exercise. So here we go. Recovery from Unusual Attitudes. Some evenings are more memorable than others. There's one I'll never forget. It was the 4th of July, and my husband and I were attending an evening barbecue at a friend's home in the Berkeley Hills. But it wasn't the gourmet food the sweet evening air, or the brilliant fireworks that took my breath away. It was the story I heard. Between bites of potato salad, our friend Tom told us about his recent accomplishment. He had just that week added his instrument rating to his private pilot's license, and he was still excited about having done so. He told us this story. Tom said, The day before my final instrument flight rules check, I went out to the airstrip to get some more practice. I'd hired my instructor to fly with me for a few hours. He was also the FAA examiner who'd be with me for the check the next day, so I knew I'd get some good feedback. I climbed into the left seat of the Cessna I'd rented, and my instructor Bill sat beside me. He told me to take the plane up to 5,000 feet and that he'd instruct me further once we got there. When we reached the altitude he'd indicated, Bill's instructions surprised me. He said, I'll be taking over the controls here, Tom. I want you to close your eyes. Close my eyes, said Tom. I couldn't even believe that's what he said. I was scared as hell, but I trusted him. And so I did as he instructed. Just sit tight, Tom. I'll let you know when I need you to open your eyes and you'll take over again. Tom said, first I could feel the plane climbing higher and then level out. I had no idea what Bill was planning, but I kept my eyes shut. The next thing I knew, the motor turned fewer RPMs and the plane slowed down. I kept my eyes shut. I heard the familiar click, click as Bill flipped switches and changed settings, but that wasn't all he did. There are two sets of rudder pedals in the plane that are connected to each other. Since I could feel the set moving beneath my feet, I knew Bill was also manipulating the rudder. I could tell that the plane was turning to the right. I felt the left wing rise. 
The plane stayed that way just a little too long for my liking. I was dying to open my eyes. My hands began to get sweaty and I felt a bit queasy. The nose was up also, and I knew that if Bill didn't make a correction soon, the flight of that airplane could go into distress. And then Bill said, she's all yours now, Tom. Get this plane stabilized. Open your eyes. I opened my eyes and my panic turned to terror. We were in the midst of a cloud and I didn't know which way was up. I had to rely on the instrument panel. In that instant, I realized this was the test. My fear didn't leave, but somewhere in the midst of my panic, I found myself flying the plane and just breathing. With each breath, I found all my flight lessons were right there for me. I did what I had to do. I trusted my training. Before I knew it, I had stabilized the plane and I was flying straight and level. Bill smiled and said, nice work, Tom. Now do a steep 720 degree turn to the left and come out on a heading north. Then do the same thing to the right. After that, descend from this cloud cover. Tom said, I did the rest of the required maneuvers that he'd instructed, and I brought us down out of the clouds. I could see the airstrip again. I took the Cessna in for a smooth landing and taxied to the tie downs. I turned off the engine and looked at Bill. He shook my hand and said, great job up there, Tom. You passed the test. I breathed a sigh of relief. The whole experience was quite incredible. Wow, I said when Tom finished that story. Did the instructor create that situation just for you? Or does he do it for every pilot's instrument flight test? Oh, that's a regular test, Tom said. It's called recovery from unusual attitudes. Attitudes, I said. I thought the word in airplane lingo was altitude. Nope, Tom said. Attitude is a term that means the relative position of the plane to the horizon. When the wings are level and the nose is parallel to the horizon, you're in a stable flying configuration. When you execute a maneuver other than that, say make a turn or lift the nose to go higher, the plane is then in what's called an unusual attitude. If a correction isn't made soon, a hazard of flight condition can occur. And that's when I became speechless. Tom's words struck a deep chord in me, as if a rich, low-pitched gong had gone off right inside my head and vibrated through my heart. He didn't know it, but Tom had just given me a gift. In one short story, he had summed up my belief in the power of attitudes. His words left me in a relatively reflective mood for weeks. I thought about what it means to have, quote, unusual attitudes, unquote, in life and what it takes to recognize those unusual attitudes. I realized that we all hold attitudes that cause us distress, ways we make ourselves miserable. How often do we take the time to identify them? I wondered, how often do we make a concerted effort to make attitude adjustments and get back to flying straight and level? 
Tom's story also caused me to think about the oh-so-familiar attitude of self-doubt. During his pilot's test, Tom faced that attitude head-on. But it was more than his training that helped him move past self-doubt into more important territory of trust. It was his attitude, the way he remembered to breathe, to come to the present moment, to focus on the job in front of him, and trust his inner wisdom to access his skills. That's what helped him bring the plane back to stable flight. His story will always remind me to choose to do the same, to mind my attitude and use my inner wisdom. So, Wealthies, that's the story in the book. And now what I'd like to do is to ask you a couple of inquiries and then invite you to do an exercise with me. These are the three inquiries I'll leave you with, and you can come back to them when you re-listen to this episode. One of them is, what attitudes keep you flying on course in your entrepreneurial journey? And where in your entrepreneurial life do you engage the attitude of self-doubt? And then what support do you need to use inner wisdom? So those are the three questions I'd like you to ponder. And here's the exercise I'd like you to consider. Think about that thing, that goal that you really want this year in your entrepreneurial business, whatever it is, the thing you want, that goal you've set, you don't quite have it. And maybe even part of you doesn't think you could, maybe part of you thinks you can, whatever that might be. But what is that thing that you want? That thing right there. And what I'd like you to do is to adopt the physical posture, if you will, the attitude, now that we know that it is a physical posture, adopt the attitude physically of the person who doubts whether they'll get that goal or achieve that thing. Adopt the physical attitude. Go ahead and do it right now. And that might look a lot of different ways, but accentuate it a little bit more. So maybe you're hunching your head. Maybe you're scrunching your shoulders. Maybe you're wrinkling your brow, holding your breath. The one that doesn't have it yet, the one that's filled with self-doubt maybe. Notice, just simply notice what you're doing. Just like that. Great. Now, one step at a time, slowly undo that. Relax your shoulders. Take a deep breath. Unwrinkle your brow. Sit straighter. Just like that. And what you'll notice here is that as you've undone the unusual attitude of self doubt, you've probably stepped into or at least sat in the attitude of certainty. And if you haven't, then go ahead and adopt whatever you feel like the attitude of certainty is. Not the attitude of one who's going to go after it no matter what, come hell or high water, that's got more gripping and more grasping. Not that one. The simple one that just doesn't have the self-doubt and doesn't have the gripping or the grasping the one who physically knows that that thing that you want has already and is already there for you. 
You've already got it. It's already there. You just have to align with it. And now that you've released the attitude of self-doubt, the attitude, the physical posture that's remaining is the one that has it with more space in your breath, with more space in your chest, with more certainty. So you, my friends, have just now recovered from an unusual attitude. I'm really glad you spent time with me today. Go ahead and re-listen to this episode so that you can get again what the three inquiries were I left you with. So I'd like you to thank you for stopping by the cafe today and spending a few moments with me. Always remember that success is in your nature and true wealth begins from the inside out. All of the information from today's episode, including a link to my Entrepreneur's Wealth Kit, which is free, that'll put you on my newsletter list with newsletter information and stories just like I read you today that come out somewhere between twice and three times in a month. All of that will be in the show notes along with a reminder of what the three inquiries were. So thanks so much again for stopping by. Be well, stay in the present moment, recover from those unusual attitudes, and I'll see you soon. Okay, podcast team, take us out. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur's Cafe podcast. If you like the show, please rate, recommend, and review us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts so we can spread the positivity and the love of entrepreneuring from the inside out. Until next time, my friends, listen to your big entrepreneurial heart. Follow your passion, take that inspired action, and be boldly and brilliantly you. You can get more valuable advice and inspiration from Erica's free Entrepreneur's Toolkit over at ericarosscoach.com forward slash toolkit.